Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Kearns, a mom and dot, dot, dot writer, LGBTQ advocate, and this week, a math camp chauffeur. And I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot, dot, dot writer, foster child advocate, and today, flying spoon dodger. I will tell you about that later. Interesting. Yeah. We're lucky I'm alive. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Today, we are so excited to welcome Jillian Banky, mom and dot, dot, dot marketer, event manager, and founder of Mom Camp a media and events company that empowers moms to live their best lives. Jillian also hosts the Mom Camp Around the Campfire podcast. She is a busy mom of two who cares deeply about helping other moms feel better, both mentally and physically. She believes that motherhood does not equal exhaustion and that it is possible to thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and professionally. She is a passionate problem solver and loves connecting people with the right solutions that will improve their lives and work. Welcome, Jillian. We need you. you so much. Yes, yes. Yes. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. We do need you. And oh gosh, and share all those values. I feel like uh-huh. as you, everything you read is like, check. Yep. We love that. We love that. We love that. So we're yep. so glad to have you here. And I know that we are avid listeners to your podcast, but for people who maybe who haven't listened to that or aren't as familiar with you, could you kick things off with a little Jillian 101 about your family, your podcast, your camp and all the things? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I'll try and keep it succinct. Uh, So I am a mom of two. I have a 14-year-old son and an 11-year-old daughter. I live near Vancouver, Canada, and I work full-time in, it used to be marketing. Now it's really event management, community relations. We plan very large events in Vancouver. We have Canada Day, which is a July 1st event here, kind of like Independence Day. Um, Mm -hmm. And our event typically brings in about 250,000 people. So it's it's a big one. And so that's sort of my day job. And then, as you mentioned, I'm also the founder of Mom Camp which, and I call it a media and events company, but that feels like so corporate. It's basically, there's the podcast. And then I host these retreats for moms, their weekend retreats. It's called Mom Camp, The Camp. And it's very much like summer camp, but for moms with wine and personal development speakers and all of the soul filling activities I can think of to slam into a weekend. So yeah, that's sort of me in a nutshell. Oh, well, we love your philosophies and starting with mom camp, of course, but we really love that you say you can create a life that you don't need a break from. (laughs) And I think so many of our listeners and the two of us have definitely, we've heard from them and we say to each other, like, I just need a break. Yeah. I just need a little time off. But really you say we can juggle all of this. So can you talk a little bit about how you came to believe that we didn't have to take a break? For sure. And that's, I do think we need breaks. So, but it's, we should take breaks. I want to sort of correct that. It's, I want us to live a life where we don't need one, that we want to escape from our lives and leave everything behind, right? I I do think we get to take breaks, but it's that sort of, it's that same kind of language around, I need a drink versus I would like a drink, right? Like it's that same sort of thing. So Okay, so where this all came from for me, I was near burnout. Uh, 
<laughs> and it was uh, in 2018, and we were just a few weeks away from our major event. And it was also transitioning out of the end of school. And so there were a lot of big feelings in my house going on. Yep. And with those come big behaviors. And we had a not so awesome morning and I was driving to work. And I was just like, I just want to get away. And it was that mm -hmm. need, right? I want right. to get away. I want to go into the woods. I want to read my books. I want to drink my wine. I want to eat good food and just have no be. other obligations and just be. And I said, I want to go to camp. And then I was like, oh my God, mom camp. And so in the busiest time of my year, I devised an entire business plan in the 10 <laughs> minutes left in my ride to work. So I had this idea for this two night retreat and then sanity took over and I had to go back to doing my main thing. Mm -hmm. And it was a few months later and I was at a personal development conference and one of the speakers was speaking about making a difference. And I'd been kind of bummed because everybody around me was having breakthroughs. And I knew mm. this mom camp thing was a thing in my head and everybody around me for the three days of the conference was like, oh my God, I have so much clarity. I know exactly what I'm going home to. Like, I'm so on fire. And I was like, hey, you, I still don't know. <laughs> and then uh, Trent Shelton was the speaker on stage and he said something about making a difference. And it was just like this very clear, sometimes I call it a beam of light. Like it was just a download from the universe, which I don't have that often, but I heard super clearly Mom camp isn't about creating a place to run away from your life. It's about creating a life you don't want to run away from. <sighs> so then that's where the Magic. podcast came from. That's where like all the platform, all the posts they do on social is about putting your health first, getting yourself back on your priority list, knowing that there are ways to increase your energy and set boundaries and know what's super clear for you with your priorities. And then if you have that clarity, it's okay to say no to things because you know what matters most. Like all yeah. of those things just came from that moment. And then people said, okay, awesome, but we still want to go to camp. So, <laughs> so camp does still exist. And we had our first one in November, 2019. And then we were hit by a global pandemic and I haven't been able to have one again. So more to come on that. But yeah, yeah. that's sort of where it all came from. Oh, you, I'm awesome. taking us on a tiny bunny trail and then we'll come back to the point, oh, okay. I promise. But were that's you funny. a summer camper? Like, did you grow up going to summer camp? So it's not really a thing here in Vancouver. I went to like a week long camp through our church. Yeah. Um, but that was really my only experience. Like I know in Ontario, kids will go for two months or a month yeah. and they'll like, I, and I, I, I don't even know what that would be like. Like, and I watched Ooh. all the movies. Like I was obsessed with, um, Parent Trap, the original, like yeah. way back when, like any of those summer, even what is it? Camp Rock with, uh, Demi oh, yeah. Lovato. Joe Jonas, like uh, all of anything that has like that retro summer camp vibe mm. where you sleep in the cabins and and they have names yep. like Camp Arapaho or like, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I have some sort of nostalgia for those, Same. even though I've never actually been mm -hmm. to that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Maybe that's why I want to go so bad. I've never been to a camp. My yeah. husband was a camp counselor at this amazing camp back in I can't Pennsylvania or something. And he would go and he went to the camp for years and years. And then um, he became the counselor and was there. And it was this big thing that when our kids get to be this certain age, we're going to send yeah. them back there, even though we live in Texas now. <laughs> and they're going to go to the same camp because I think the camp is still one of the campers actually recently bought it from the oh, owners. Amazing. Oh, and that's so just, cool. 
they went back, I think about 10 years ago or so and had a reunion, all these campers. Fun. And so yeah, my husband and I met at a summer camp. And no way, did you, really? It wasn't like, yeah, and it wasn't like the big long go for months at a time. It was one right. where kids came for a week at a time. Yeah. But yeah, we worked there together when we were in college and we were oh. on the permanent like summer. So we were there all summer as the kids rotated Amazing. in and out. So oh, I love yeah, There's just something pure about it. Like it's yeah. that like childhood idyllic thing mm-hmm. where you have those growth. Like that's actually part of it is the growth experiences that you have when you go away to camp. Yeah. And you make new friends that are friends for life. And like you just you go through something together. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I hoped would happen at mom camp. It absolutely did happen at camp. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're definitely going, Missy. We are so yep. good. It's on our bucket list. Nice. So now I would love that. Since we're not at the mom camp right now, I'd, I'd love if you could give us a little bit of insight into how some of the lessons that either you brought to the camp or that you get from the camp, you have integrated into your day-to-day life. And how do you approach your days? Is it a time management thing? Is it a gratitude practice thing? We're li- you know, there's all these really great things to integrate and weave into your life that help make it one that is so fulfilling that you don't feel like you have to escape it. And just really curious, which ones have you incorporated most into your own life? For sure. And over the years, it's been quite a few. First and foremost, I make my health a priority. And that started probably 11 years ago after my daughter was born. I sort of embraced health and fitness and nutrition and just kind of got myself back on track. Yeah. Um, whatever that track is. But I, I started yeah. to make my health a priority. And then that has, that has evolved into understanding the importance of sleep. And so prioritizing sleep. Uh, hydration, you know, all of the sort of basic things for health. That's sort of the foundational thing because things like drinking enough water in a day will impact your energy levels. Mm -hmm. Things like getting a good night's sleep and not hitting the snooze button because I don't know if you've heard this, but when you hit the snooze button, you go back into a new sleep cycle and a sleep cycle can last 90 to 110 minutes. This is a bit of a tangent I'm on. And when you hit snooze, it can impact your brain function for up to four hours. What? When I learned that, I was like, I'm done. I can't lose brain function for four hours. And so I have limited capacity as it is. There's not that many hours to begin with. Four of them need to be functional. Exactly. So (laughs) I've eliminated the snooze button. So it's things like that that I make foundational behaviors because I know they will improve my energy and give me the energy I need to do the things I want to do. So that's first and foremost. Then I talked a little bit about this, but about priorities. I reached pretty much burnout actually before I formed Mom Camp. Um, The year before we had had the biggest event we'd ever had, it was for the 150th birthday of the Canada government structure, if you want to call Mm -hmm. it that. Um, And it's, it nearly did me in. I had given everything to my job and nothing to my mm-hmm. family. And I went through a process and now I call it priority mom, but I, I went through a process where I identified, I went through, there's like a list of like 60 things. And I picked the top 10 that mattered most to me that I considered my personal priorities for life. And there were things on the list like financial security, recognition, uh, financial freedom, time freedom, love, family, sexual pleasure. Like there were like all of these different things Mm -hmm. on the list. And I chose family, health, and fun. And then the next step in the process is you go, 
and you look at your week or your month and you say, mm-hmm. how much time did I actually spend in furtherance or support of any of those three things, right? Because you pick 10 and then you go to three. And I could only say at that point that maybe 2% of my day was spent in support of those things. Wow. And I, yeah, it wasn't awesome. I was like barely doing the health stuff. And I was really not like I was there with my family. I was there with my family physically, like physically, (laughs) but I wasn't there for my family. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And fun. I mean, if hysteria, because I was laughing a lot (laughs) because we were in such an extreme situation, but it it wasn't fun, like Mm -hmm. soul filling fun. Right. Right. And so that's when I started to say no to a lot of things. That's when I started to say, actually, no. Like, we're not going to take that on. I made the whole next year's theme to simplify. And Mm -hmm. I said, we're saying no to a lot of things. If we say yes to things, we're doing them as simply as possible. We're just going for what's manageable and doing that really, really well, as opposed to being that team that took on all the things. And then I did the same thing in my home life. Right. So was your family on board? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I didn't even necessarily announce it to them. I just Mm -hmm. got a heck of a lot more present. And they could wow. see that I was a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And something similar happened in June this year that could not be helped. Um, I'm going to go on another tangent. Um, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of opinions right now about Canada Day, July 1st, and the history okay. of Canada because mm-hmm. of the history of oppression and atrocities against Indigenous peoples. Yes. And so, like, I don't know if you saw in the news, discovery of remains at residential yep. schools. And all oh, of this yes. stuff came out. Yes. June 1st, and our virtual event broadcast was supposed to be July 1st. And so I didn't sleep. I Mm. I worked. I took calls at 10 o'clock at night. I was sending Mm. emails at 530 in the morning. Like we had to pivot and we had to pivot fast and we had to do it right or not do it at all. Yeah. Mm. And so, but I did say this time, sorry, this is to bring this back to your question. I said to my family, I'm not going to be super present until this is done. I am here. I love you. If you need me, come get me. But otherwise, mommy's doing this, right? Because I had to set that expectation. Yeah. And they knew, like, I mean, I was crying a lot of the time <laughs> because it was so heavy yeah. and so stressful. Um, so yeah, it was, so I did sort of set that expectation for the family, but we also knew that there was an end date, right? So yeah. 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 And I think there's a lot of value in them watching you go through that, watching mm-hmm. you manage it and yeah. learn from it. And yeah, well, I've talked about the other lot. side, like I sort of helped them understand what had happened in our country and yeah. how to move through it from what I was learning. So it was, it was an incredible month, but I definitely, I took the week off afterwards after it was all put to bed and sort of recovered yeah. and spent time with the family and, yeah, you know, Came well, back you had to said center. that June was a really crazy month for you, but I did not yeah. really put together why. Yeah. So, yeah. It yes, was I did not really do the two hard. and two of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it was really that's hard. A lot. Yeah. But what wonderful yeah. coping skills to model for your kids. Or yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Even if you did not feel like you were coping, you were, you know, sharing that it with them. Like you did. It's, it's, yes. It's, yeah. I, I did okay. <laughs> I did okay. Yeah. yeah. But then I do um, also... I'm not going to say it's a daily practice, but I do practice gratitude. Back to your other question. I will say that that has been pivotal because it's like when you're shopping for a a red car and then all you see is red cars. 
right? Yeah. Yeah. When you make gratitude a regular practice, I won't say it's daily, but it's become sort of just ingrained now. And I'm just a more grateful person now because mm-hmm. I was making it a daily practice. Mm-hmm. When I, even just a little thing, like I'm so grateful that I had a peaceful cup of tea this morning as I looked out my window, or I'm so grateful for that chat I had with my daughter, or I'm so grateful that this great thing happened at work, right? The more Mm -hmm. grateful you are, the more things you see to be grateful for, the more things you have to be grateful for. So it's, I absolutely believe in practicing gratitude whenever you can, even if it starts super small because you're in a really hard season and you don't know how to find something, mm-hmm. you start small, right? Yes. It's been coming up. Actually, I've been saying the universe has been thumping me on the head about mm-hmm. needing to do a gratitude practice. And I have found, and maybe it is kind of like you're saying now that I'm looking for it, it's like the red car. Yeah. Um, but I've seen it everywhere. I can't go online without finding an article or hearing it on right. a podcast or reading it in a book. And it's just I finally got to the point a couple of weeks ago. I was like, okay, I get it, universe. I, I need a gratitude practice. and But it keeps coming at me probably because I'm yeah. still not doing it. But yes, Well, even just like a post-it on your bathroom mirror that says today mm-hmm. I'm grateful for. Oh. It's just a thought starter. And then when you go in to brush your teeth, you see it and you go, hmm, no, what is grateful yeah. for good tasting toothpaste. Like, you know, <laughs> it could be anything, yeah. right? That's I've great. noticed, I this is not a gratitude focused podcast, but I think mm-hmm. it's is a huge piece of what we're trying to help moms do. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed in our house, I've been putting into practice some of the things we've talked with other guests about. And one of them is just modeling that gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I have one child who is predisposed to the not gratitude side. <laughs> he's yeah. he's <laughs> just, it's just his personality. He can find the thing wrong yeah. really fast. And so I noticed that it's a challenge for him. And I haven't said, like, tell me one thing you're grateful for. But I mm-hmm. have started going, oh, today this thing happened and I loved it. It was great. Yeah. And then somebody else at the table will say, oh, yeah, this is a great thing happened to me today. And he sits kind of like. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, it's getting in there. Good, but yeah, it's and every once yeah. in a while he'll be like, yeah, I like to practice today. I'm like, All right. Like, there you go. Well, Take we say is we that. say, how was your day? And then they're like, good, whatever. And then we say, what was the best part of your day today? That's a good one. And then they have to just get a little more specific. And it's yeah. never academics, but it's never. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. At our house, it's usually lunch yeah. or maybe practice or yeah. it's rarely math class. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My oh. daughter did say it one time because she had done really well on a quiz. And so she was there like, that was the best part of my day. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, take always it. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I assume over time they'll start to look for, like, they'll be prepared I know they're going to ask me what the best part of my day was. So, yeah. And then they'll just start saying good things. Train them to think about it throughout the day because they're like, okay, mom's going to be asking me what do I need to have Exactly. Hopefully they'll be like, oh my gosh, there were so many good things. Yes. Well, and that's sort of the thing is like the more you realize you have or see, I'm going to say realize because I don't want people to think that they weren't seeing it. But the more you see you have to be grateful for, the more gratitude you feel the more energy you and joy you have for your life, which is part of creating that life you don't need a break from. Yeah. Right. Like that's. Yeah. And speaking of having enough of this energy in your life, (laughs) you must have a lot of it because (laughs) you have this full-time job. And uh, do you do coaching, one-on-one coaching as well? I do, but only when I have capacity for it. Okay. Okay. So you make, you make that call for yourself and then you run the mom camp. You've got the family. So I'm just 
we love we love nuts and bolts tips. So sure. as far as what do you use as a scheduler or mm-hmm. how do mm-hmm. you get, you know get really intentional about your time because mm-hmm. I'm sure every minute is important. <laughs> so you can't you can't waste a single one. It is for sure. And I'll start with sort of an umbrella statement because I am blessed to have a job I enjoy and a team that I love to work with. So going to work or signing on to work during the day can be very, very stressful for sure. But I really enjoy the people I work with and I enjoy the work I get to do. So that Mm -hmm. is a gift because I know not everybody's in that situation. So I have energy for that because I'm fueled by my enjoyment of my work and the people. Mm -hmm. I was told, because I'm not sure, I think I'm an ambivert. Mm-hmm. So I'm an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert or whatever. Like I can be very, as you can see right now, I can be very extroverted and I have a theater background and like I'm a big personality, but I also really need um, downtime to recover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so like watching a movie with my family is just my favorite thing at the end of the day to just decompress. And mm-hmm. I sort of, my brain shuts down at 9 p.m. So I... I get up in the morning at about 5.30. I do some of the mom camp work because there's some things that I can do that don't need like creative brain, right? But then as I start doing those little pieces, creative brain kind of kicks in. Then I do my workout and I do work out in the morning because it will not happen if I do it any other time of the day. Same. Um, I do drink a pre-workout drink, which helps me sort of because then it's actually a mind trick because- I could just keep going with my day and not work out after I've drank that. But there's something about it that you get these little tingles and then you kind of feel like you have to work out before it wears off. So some days I do not want to work out. What's in that drink? I know. I'm like, I need this recipe. And then um, I love the mom camp stuff. So I'm I'm not going to start a business for accounting because that is not my jam. Like I'm going to, I would only do this if it brought me this much joy and fulfillment, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I love it. So it makes me want to do it and I get energy from it. So the activities I'm doing in the day are actually giving me energy. So it's not that I have some magic recipe for, and like, and I don't actually, I drink tea. I drink one, maybe two cups of tea a day, but I don't drink coffee. I drink a ton of water. Um, So my biggest tip is to find work and hobbies that energize you and bring you joy because Mm -hmm. then you will naturally be energized. If that sort of helps. Then when it comes to scheduling, I live and die by my to-do lists because I will forget if it's not written down. Uh Uh Um, I live and die by my Google Calendar. We have family calendars. So each of our kids have like, and we've done this since they were little. So once they were in like the swimming class for babies or whatever, right? We would put it under Hannah's calendar. So we would know if it was yellow, it was Hannah. And if it was blue, it was Jordan. And, you know, and then the same thing has happened now, like that they're older and they have their own things. Those things go Mm -hmm. under their calendar. We have our meal planning calendar that we put whatever the dinner is for that day on the calendar. So we've got some systems in place that help. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like that calendar is on all of, well, not all of, both of, because like our kids don't have phones yet, but my husband's phone, my phone, and like I can see where he is or what what's we've got on the schedule for that day. And we just plan accordingly. We're also lucky that he works from home. He has his own business. He's a DJ. 
And so we have some flexibility there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also loves to cook. So as long as we plan the meals, he's fine to cook. And oh, then I cook my house too. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm so grateful. It's amazing. <laughs> but then I cook on weekends is our new thing because oh, I like it. it's right. My, my love language is words of affirmation. His is, he hasn't told me this, but I've done the work. He, his is acts of service, 100%. Mm-hmm. So me cooking on weekends, you know, that Speaks goes to him. Through, yeah, really does. Yeah. So I don't know if I answered the it. question. Oh, you fall. totally you did. did. We were talking you earlier and I'm like, did. I think she might be the world's most organized woman. And I'm really not. I was like, I'm let's find really out. Not. I think you it's, are. I don't know. You sound pretty organized. No, like if I don't have a to-do list though, I'm, right. I'm not organized. Like I, I will get off track faster than anybody you've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> but gosh. I am driven to do like also accountability. If I, yeah. that's something like a, I build in accountability. So whether it be my team at work or the fact that I am out there in public with mom camp. And if I don't do the things I've committed to doing, like releasing a podcast every Monday, then I feel right. a personal sense that I've, I've gone against what mm-hmm. I've committed to. So those things kind of drive me as well. And I'm so glad you mentioned the podcast because that was going to be my next question because yeah. gosh, you're up to are you in the triple digits now? You're up there. You know what? As- I actually, I was supposed to check last week. I'm, I could be at a hundred episodes now. I have That's to actually awesome. check. If um, not, you're pretty darn close. So that is as two people yeah. who are like in the episodes in the twenties were. Yeah. I think this one will be in the thirties. Like when it airs, I think it'll be episode 30 something. I will go yes. back and check because I was eight away, I think last time <sighs> I checked, but then June happened. So I'm not actually sure oh, yeah, if I hit a right. hundred or not, but I oh, I've my released gosh. them. I started with four. And I've released one every single week since then. Oh my gosh. Well, you, and yeah, so, you know, with, with a hundred interviews, you've talked to a lot of women doing amazing mm-hmm. things with their lives, facing a lot of different challenges. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious if you've seen any trends or themes or common threads going through the stories of what, what women today are facing and dealing with. Absolutely. I mean, I think everybody is especially in the last year and a half, but everybody is feeling the weight and Mm -hmm. the overwhelm and whether they have figured out a way to get through it or whether they are in it. um, Everybody has that sort of common bond of those expectations around motherhood, the comparison trap, you know, um, imposter syndrome, all of those things where we all feel it. So part of my thing is talking about it so that people know they're not the only one, right? Because if you if you see somebody looking perfect on Instagram, for example, and then you think, oh God, I'm less than, you know, but that person actually yeah. isn't perfect and they're having just the same struggles as you are or completely yeah. different or harder struggles, right? So I try right. and normalize the hard stuff. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah, that. No one posts when they're crying in the closet. No, they and if they should, but. well, and some do, and, yeah. and some do it performatively and then some right. do it authentically and I will do it, but I will only do that type of share if I've also come to a place of resolution and I can share what helped, right? Like, like it's, that. um, yeah. So the other thing 
you listen to the podcast, so you know, but I ask all my guests how they define balance for themselves and their family. Mm-hmm. And I always sort of give it this caveat of like, or do you? Because balance <laughs> is a bit of a buzzword. And, and it's been really fascinating. There is a book in my future that takes all of those answers and mm-hmm. puts them into the lessons learned because it's been beautiful. Most people do not believe in balance when you think of it as like a perfect balance between like the scales of justice image or something like that. Right. But the different definitions from flow to harmony and the idea of voices singing together and like just really incredible ways of thinking about what the replacement for balance is. Yeah. Right. And how do I know you're kind of out? One of my favorite answers was um, about the intentionality so this idea that it wasn't necessarily a balance, but the yeah. things that you're doing, you're doing mm-hmm. on purpose and for yes. a reason. And yeah, because um, I think that's where things can just kind of whirl out of control sometimes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes spe- life just happens to us instead of us out there actually doing it. Yes. Absolutely. Well, it's like June when <laughs> I was absolutely 100% out of balance. Everything yeah. was on this project. I had maybe, maybe 10% for me, the family, the garden, like all the things, right? Yeah. And, uh, but I intentionally, I knew that's what had to happen. So Mm. I managed it in a way that I knew I would be able to come back, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's so huge for people to, to start wrapping their heads around. And I'm talking to myself too, that rarely are we going to go through periods of time where you can say, I am perfectly balanced. I do this Mm -hmm. much work and this much family and I get this sleep and this exercise and I'm just zooming along. Mm -hmm. Like there are times in our life where work is more and there are days where you have a ton of you time for whatever reason or you've Mm -hmm. crafted that out. It's not not equal all the time. It just has to be harmonious. I love the idea of harmony. Like, Yeah. Well, and the thing I loved about, I can't remember who was it, because a couple of people have said harmony, but this one specifically was the idea that you have a choir and all the voices singing together in harmony, but then if one singer needs a breath, they can drop out and the other voices come in to keep the notes going. And it just, it was this beautiful visual and sort of a feeling of like, oh, it's okay to have voices drop out and come back in when they're ready. Right. Like it was just and the listeners don't you don't hear that. You don't hear the voice drop out and a whole perfectly choir that's in unison. You don't hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I will say balance or whatever we want to call it has been easier during the pandemic because I've been working from home Mm -hmm. and I have felt more of that harmony. Yeah. Apart from June, I have felt more of that ease and ability mm-hmm. to run out at lunch and water my veggie garden or, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm a little obsessed with my veggie garden. And I have one green pepper that I'm obsessed with right now. It's the one thing I I couldn't grow. I have a pepper plant, but there are no peppers on it. Me too. I have a naked pepper. He's happy. It's this big. No peppers. It's this big. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, but having that ability to sort of take those moments for myself has given me more sense of ease, right? Yeah, yeah I'm starting. I can feel my anxiety ticking up because mm. I, in theory, we're going back to school. Things are looking, yeah, it's looking like we are going back to school. But I see that, well, I don't even want to call it normalcy. There's nothing normal anymore. But I see that return to more structure and 
yeah. to relearn how to find some balance. Yeah. Well, yeah. we just both said both of our husbands have our first work trips uh, mm-hmm. coming oh, up. Wow. My husband's going to New York for a big company meeting. And yeah, and that, yeah. I, I mean, it was very weird because I was planning, I was trying to do like this back to school final bash of summer. I call it our final bash. We've had zero bashes. We've done right. nothing. <laughs> it's your bash. It's, it's, bash. bash. It's, it's, it's not even a bash. I was just telling Missy, I am spending about the price of a trip to Disneyland to take my kids to some mediocre Airbnb <laughs> in Fredericksburg, like an hour away. But it's all that was available. And yeah. we just have to get out of here. Like I yes. would have paid $2,000 a night to just like, you know, skip me out. Get out. Just a change of scenery yep. for these poor kids. Yeah. Um, but it was really weird because the dates that I had set aside, I thought, oh, for sure, you know, these weekdays, they're nice and cheap. I'll do those. And my husband's like, oh, no, I'm going to New York. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> no. Not a, yeah. This isn't happening again. We, you know, we haven't yeah. had to think about travel in right. a year and right. a half. And he used Things to travel like half the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and my I'm taking my yeah. son to this math camp uh, that started this week. And. You know, it's revving the kids, you know, trying to get their brains back in, you know, yeah. uh, get the momentum going before school starts. And it's the first time he's been in yeah. the classroom for a year and a half. Wow. Um, our our it, kids were in school in person for the whole school year, which I didn't agree with at first. Our numbers were rising, but that's a whole other thing. Um, right. But they were in person in school for the whole school year that's just ended. And so it's they're sort of they had that sense of normalcy nothing yeah, else nice. was normal but they had yeah, that nice. so oh that's mm-hmm. so nice. yeah I had one that didn't go at all and wow. I mean he did virtual he was going to school I should say he just didn't go to the building yeah and then one that went halfway through the year but it, I still feel like there were so many other things not happening yeah yeah it just didn't feel like a typical year and I didn't know in theory, we're heading into a typical year. I, I, but the numbers flying up, maybe some things will be different. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, you guys aren't doing great. Hey. Uh, well, <laughs> no, not Texas. doing great. And America. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's that uh, independent spirit is biting the people well, in the butt. <laughs> we just because we opened our borders to you guys as of August. Uh, we Are said, you thinking about okay. closing those down again? Well, no, no you might want like, to lock they, those. I know. Well, they just announced like, yeah, as of August 9th or something yeah. that um, I'm not sure when this will air. But um, as of August 9th, you guys can come up with your double vax. But then the states has just said, yeah, Canadians can't come. <laughs> like, they're like, That's we're, so we're locking down. And I'm like, that should be our decision because you guys are way worse off. Than yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. And I really we want to go to Trader Joe's and Target. But anyway. <laughs> Oh my God, our our country's motto should just be double standards for yeah. all. That's, uh, that's <laughs> I know that is, again is another podcast, but yeah, yep. it is another podcast. Okay, but no, okay, we're getting pretty close to the look, yes. listen, learns. But Missy, I know you had mm-hmm. another question you wanted to ask before we do that. We've talked a little bit about the mom camp event, but you have mm-hmm. the mom camp ignite membership community. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. want people to know what that entails, where to sure. find it. That yeah, you know, just give us the scoop. Awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, so Mom Camp Ignite came out of the pandemic and I couldn't have these live in-person events. We tried a couple of virtual camps where I'd have an evening with like a panel of speakers and and it was good, but it was it just wasn't quite enough to yeah. be sustaining. And I wanted something that would help moms spend some time on themselves, you know, because it's really hard to do that. But something that would reignite their spark. So that's why it's Mm -hmm. called Ignite, right? It's really doing something for them 
remembering what matters, putting their health on their priority list, putting themselves on their priority list first and yeah. foremost, and then finding ways to reignite their spark. Kind of like some of the stuff we've been talking about today, right? So what mm -hmm. it is, it's a monthly membership. There's a Facebook group for the community aspects. I sort of post some stuff each day and like health reminders or thought provoking questions. I hope they're thought provoking. Uh, but then once a month, we have a guest speaker come in and talk about a topic. So we've had stress management, we've had decluttering, we've had sexual health. That was a really fiery one and it was really fun. Um, we've had uh, confidence, self-compassion, uh, a whole bunch of things, a whole bunch of things. It launched in November last year. And so Super once cool. a month, we do this call on Zoom and then the replay goes into the group. I've also put basically every program or course or tool or resource that I've ever created into the membership portal for the members to have access to. And we talk about those every now and then. And then I am now starting as of September because I had this influx of speakers. And so now I'm going to be doing pop-up speakers in the Facebook group once a month. So, so there'll cool. be the call, but then there'll also be an additional expert in the group once a month on a shorter, a shorter presentation. So I'm, I'm really excited about where it's growing yeah. and it's this, it's community. It's so fun to get on the calls and have women from Maryland and Toronto and Vancouver and, you know, all over yeah. North Carolina and just have them have the same experiences. Like say, oh my right. God, your kid does that too. Your kid has ADHD too. Does your kid do this? Oh my God. I feel like it's that connection and mm -hmm. feeling not alone and being connected to others really. And, and plus the speakers are amazing and it, it's always thought provoking and it sort of helped people build new habits and things like that. And we also yeah. added a, um, a book club because I'm very passionate about personal development books. Mm -hmm. And I know this will lead into the next question, but um, <laughs> I'm very passionate about them. And I was talking about them one day and I had all these recommendations and they were like, uh, you need to form a book club because you like for specifically for personal development books. So we have that in the group too. Once a month, I give away a copy of the book I've chosen for the month. And then we, if people are in and ready and available, summer's been hard. We do a summer's call hard. about the book. So yeah. yeah, it's fun. I'm trying not to overload it too many things, right? Like I don't want it to be like, and you have a call here and you have a call here because that's not yes. going to help any mom. Right. So I'm trying to keep it really manageable, but it's monthly or you can sign up for the year. It's 19 bucks a month. You save two months if you sign up for the year and you that's can great. find out about it at momcamplife.com slash ignite. Okay. That yeah. was going to be my next question. And so, <laughs> and where's, uh, for all the socials, where's your favorite place to link up with people on social media? Probably Instagram now. I used to be diehard Facebook all day, but mm -hmm. really, I just, I'm really loving Instagram. I'm on both equally. Um, but I, I tend to send people to my Instagram. If I'm going to do a story, it's going to be on Instagram. It's not yeah. on Facebook stories. So at mom camp life. At Mom Camp Life. Perfect. All right. We'll put all that in the show notes. All right. Yeah. So, so should we look, our... listen, learn? I think we should look, listen, learn. I think learn. you have a self-development book for us. I yeah, do. Just, <laughs> just in case this is anybody's first time listening to this show, though, just to let you know what look, listen, learn is. It's when we talk about things that we have either been reading or watching or look could actually be a piece of artwork. That's what we went over um, 
last week. Yeah. So, um, and then listening could be podcasts or it could be music that you like and learning could be classes or in some of our cases, just a really great shampoo or, or eye gel <laughs> yeah. that we've learned about. So, um, so yeah, let's <laughs> dive in. Jillian, I would love because I know you've got a book I want to hear about. I have so a book and start. I have a show and it's connected to a podcast. So the book <laughs> that I am going to talk about is called Dying to Be a Good Mother. How I Dropped the Guilt and Took Control of My Parenting and My Life by Heather Chauvin. And she has the Mom is in Control podcast. And oh. this book is phenomenal. Her podcast is phenomenal. But she is all about that sort of what does it mean to be a good mother and the pressure we put on ourselves? And she actually was dying. She was in stage four cancer and she has come through it and she is healthy now. Wow. But she was not taking care of herself because of all the things she thought it meant to be a good mother. She was mm. the epitome of self-sacrifice and she actually defines self-sacrifice in it about when you sacrifice yourself, you're essentially giving your life and then you're not showing up as your best self. You are showing yeah. up as a depleted version that's given away half of you. And if you want to be there for your family, you want to show up as your best self, right? And your most fullest self. So it's it's a really great book and it's um this she also has it on audible uh so i i'm almost finished it i've been listening and reading and i yeah, had her on my podcast uh that'll be coming out soon uh but i i really recommend it dying to be a good mother oh i can't wait to read that yes mm -hmm. and then do you want me to tell you my show yeah, yeah. what's your show we're always looking <laughs> so, for new shows you guys are in texas so okay let me to actually tell you the podcast first so I, for fun, as release, guilty pleasure, um, I listen to Rob Lowe's podcast. It's called Literally. And oh never listened goodness. to it, but I have seen it. I Literally, I love it. it. Oh, literally. Literally. It's by Rob Lowe. <laughs> and it's hilarious. You get a real sense of him as a human. Like who you think he is is who he is. Like he's just, but he interviews other major celebrities. Okay. And he, some of my favorites have been when he's interviewed like other members of the Brat Pack from back in the day, uh -huh. right? Oh, and the stories, because they'll talk, like they just spill about some of the craziest stuff that happened in Hollywood back in the day in like, the 80s and the early Ooh, 90s. Oh, I'm adding this to my list. Yeah. I want to know everything about St. Elmo's Fire. Exactly. He, he talks a lot about, he had uh, Demi Moore on. Um, he's had Michael J. Fox on, which was amazing. Matthew McConaughey was one of the funniest episodes because they just take the piss out of each other back and forth the whole time. <laughs> like, it's just, it's really a great release and it's really fun. And it's good for like a, like a drive if you have like a long drive or whatever, because yeah. the most of them are quite long. And uh, he talks often and you start to like hear repetition but he talks often about the fact that he is in this show called 911 Lone Star yeah. that's set in Austin and so I was like well I need a new show to watch you know I've just finished binging for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for the third time because I'm obsessed with Marvel <laughs> um I'll I'll give 911 Lone Star a try and I've never really gotten hooked on the first 911 it just the timing I just and yeah. now I probably have to go back and watch it but I've just finished binging two seasons of 911 Lone Star and Rob Lowe is this fire captain and he comes from New York after rebuilding his firehouse after 9-11 oh, okay. to rebuild a firehouse in Austin and right. characters are like it's 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 light 
it's there's not like it's easy watching my son yeah. is gonna watch it like it's you know I'm, i have no concerns there's no bad words yeah. um Although he did hear them say shift the other day. And he was like, you said Ooh. there were no swears. I was like, well, you're not listening. Because the word was shift. shift. Yeah. Um, you can say that. So, okay. It's well, I wish they could write fun. Reno 911. So this is much different than Reno 911. Yeah, this oh, is not Reno 911. This is not, yeah. like, this is not reality. This is like, it's all actors. It's story. It's about a firehouse with the, amb- like, the ambulance crew, the paramedics crew. And I just love that stuff anyway. Like uh-huh, I also like I Chicago too. Fire and Chicago PD and like, yeah. So too. this one, this one I was like- my Chicago's. Well, and it's so funny because in it, he is Rob Lowe. Part maybe because his son is one of the staff writers uh, uh, and loves to take the, you know, crap out of him too um, on Instagram. If ever you follow Rob Lowe on Instagram, his sons and their comments on his posts are the funniest oh, yes. things in the world. Yeah, so, they're so mean. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, so he's like obsessed with his hair, and he has like a six-step skincare regimen in this show, right? Like it's just it's mm. it's, but it's it's funny. Like it's it's good. I really enjoyed it. And now I'm really sad okay. that season three isn't starting till January next year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I have to put it on the list because I did watch not all of, but I have watched some of the original nine one one because Connie Britton was in Love the first her. season. Nashville. I yes. loved the show Nashville. Yes, and Tammy Taylor. She's Coach Taylor's wife and friend. Yes, like. yes and, of course. I love um, that show, too. I feel like I need to rewatch that one. Uh, I want to oh, watch good. it with my kids, and they're not that interested. And then my yeah. husband's like, I don't think it's a family show, really. I can't Actually, watch it because yeah. it makes me dizzy. It does the camera jiggles. Oh, Ooh, the I style cannot... of shooting. Yeah, it makes me oh, interesting. I can't watch it. And one my thing husband we watched... loves it. At the beginning of the pandemic, talking about family watching shows, I don't know how old your kids are. Um, Roger, age 15 and 12. Okay, okay. And then we watched season. Lost at the beginning of oh, the pandemic. I'm trying All, to get like, my daughter to watch seasons. that. And yes. our kids loved it. And it was such a great escape, like in that month of March, April, like right. May, it actually lasted quite long um, <laughs> for the eight seasons. But they loved it. And it's not often we can get our son to sort of like engage and join us for like mm-hmm. watching things because he likes to watch shows about farms or shows about airports. And that's really it. Okay. Very defined. Um, yeah. But but he was into it he, to the point that he wants to watch the whole thing again. And I'm like, I'm not doing it again. Oh, wow. I can't. But yeah. <laughs> we had watched it. We had the DVDs. Like we watched it years ago when it was out. Yeah. Yep. And and then we got to watch it again. And you know, it was so great. And it was good, sort of age appropriate, nothing too sexy, right. like you know, any of that. Yeah. So it a was a good scary, one. but not like yeah. terrifying. Yeah. 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 It was a good one. I'm trying to get oh, my daughter to watch frozen. it. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Oh no. Hey y'all, it's Suzanne. Sorry for the interruption, but we had some technical difficulties due to the fact that I was recording from the depths of my pantry slash closet in order to avoid some construction noise, but instead ended up getting disconnected and having to record the rest of the episode on Zoom on my phone. Nothing a little band-aid editing couldn't fix, but I wanted to just explain the abrupt shift here. Now back to the show. Yay. Okay. What time's about that? So where did we leave off? We were talking. Well, I was about to do my look, listen, learn. All right. Terrific. Okay. So speaking of Tammy Taylor slash Connie Britton, I've been watching her on The White Lotus. Oh, which has only had like two episodes. I think it's on HBO and it kind of has that big little lies vibe, like beautiful location, 
rich white people struggling with things that only rich white people struggle <laughs> with. And um, it does, it has a, a component of, I think it is trying to say something about where people of color are trying to exist in spaces filled mostly by white people and the ridiculousness of these people having everything at their fingertips and still struggling to figure mm -hmm. out what on earth they're doing. Yes. Chris was actually comparing it to um, Downton Abbey. It did sort of have that like upstairs, downstairs feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really liked it. I mean, it marks in and it's kind of hard to find things that we're both mm -hmm. loving. And um, so two episodes in and we're all in. We're going to finish it. It's like a limited time series on HBO. So we've been watching that. And then my learn I didn't have until today, but I learned that if there is a utensil in the disposal and you don't know it, the disposal can shoot it out. So I noticed my kids are like in charge of cleaning up the kitchen in the morning. And so they cleaned up breakfast, unloaded the dishwasher, reloaded the dishwasher, blah, blah, blah. But I noticed that they hadn't run the disposal. I could see there was food in there, but I did not see a spoon in there. So I hit the water. I turn on the garbage disposal. And had I been standing next to the sink, luckily it's far enough away that I, I would have been hit in the head. This oh spoon flew out and landed on the counter behind me. And I had no idea that could happen. Thank goodness. So, moon. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Not a sharp knife. For, uh, right in the forehead. Right. I had no idea. Like I've had, you know, we've all had utensils get in there before and kind of grind whatever. Yeah. I've never seen it do this. So my learn is that you really, really need to check the disposal before you turn it off. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're just going to stand back. And you know, I say good thing it was a spoon. I had a friend who was telling me what she, uh, I don't know how you tripped. Well, she tripped over the dishwasher, but I still don't know the actual physics of how this happened. Like, was the door but, open? And she... So, yeah, the door's open. She fell over it, but somehow she impaled herself with a spoon. Ah! In her leg. Oh, that sounds horrific. I know. And I still, I every time I walk by the dishwasher, I'm like, you're not going to get me. <laughs> but part of me is like, I almost would have rather it have been a fork. Like, dude. As a spoon sounds really painful. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, uh, I do always announce where that I'm have the dishwasher open because <laughs> the way like people can come around the corner and not know it. So I'm always like, if the dishwasher's open, don't come barging in because you will take yourself out. Don't impale yourself with the spoon. Yeah, the yeah. dog yeah. is victim usually of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, no, okay, so. We are actually sharing some of our look, listen, learned because Missy oh, yeah. and I are just decided that we are just basic ladies, <laughs> that we are doing the exact same thing. We and I have a similar week. Yeah. So we've been watching White Lotus. Is that what it's called? Yes. White Lotus. And then what was the other one that we also both did? Oh, the Space Jam. Jam. Oh, not uh, great. No, no. Not great. Not great. Very silly. Lots of plot. Did you go to the theater? No, no. Okay. We just okay. watched it at home for family movie night where my okay. kids halfway through were like, this is not good, mom. <laughs> good for them. Good for them. I'm calling it life's too short. <laughs> was the first one any good? Because I kept on saying, oh, maybe. Because I wouldn't have been I remember. It was a big no. hit and it was Jordan, right? Michael Jordan. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, I know oh, I probably saw it, but I don't really remember it. Oh, that's too bad. My kids just kept on asking, did LeBron James write this as like an ad for himself? Because oh. just, it's all about LeBron James. LeBron James, LeBron James. 
And then that thing my husband was pointing out, because the, I mean, he just, it's a really flat performance, but he was in another movie, the Amy Schumer movie. Trainwreck. And he was actually a really talented, natural actor. Um, so I think this is just the writing or the, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he was working with a lot. Yes. We don't blame LeBron for this. And I don't blame him for bloating himself the whole movie. Obviously someone else wrote it. But yeah, it was kind of like Luca. Remember I told you Luca was like, did Vespa like buy this? Right. He's dedicated to Vespa. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of how this was with LeBron James. I'm like, okay, enough. We get And Warner Brothers. It was also an ad for all other Warner Brothers, like cartoons and Casablanca was even featured. Like, yes, it was every Warner Brothers film made a cameo. So it was oh. LeBron James meets Warner Brothers. Yes. With I think every marketing. Yeah. I think it was one of those meetings where like too many marketing heads <laughs> were allowed to like, yeah, have input. You can, you can have this part or you can have this part. And so, yeah, the brand manager of like classics is like, okay, well, let's put in. And it was a lot of stuff that like my kids didn't like my kids don't know Casablanca. I wish they did, but they don't. And so they would and there was oh the Matrix. My kids don't know the Matrix. Yeah. What is that from? Right. My husband was like, that's the Matrix. (laughs) 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 So it went over their heads in parts too. Yeah. Because it just wasn't, it's not part of their world. So they were marketing to all the wrong. I know they were trying to hit parents, but uh, they lost no. the parents by then. Yeah, it was. It, it, well, we only made it halfway through because it was a bedtime. And so we we're like, oh, darn, time for you to go to bed. We're going to watch Sopranos because that's what we, we only watch shows from 20 years ago now. We're watching nice. The Sopranos and um, Game of Thrones where we're watching them. But what was my learn? Oh, yeah. My learn was basically, yeah, don't wait until July 20th to try to book at the end of year getaway because you will end up. We've, we've just kind of decided this the meh. It's meh. It's fine. It's not our house. We're paying a ton of money just to not be in our house is basically what this vacation comes yeah. down to. Yeah. And I am, I am not mad about it. I am fine with it. And yeah, Bobby Colorado can hang out with the dogs and it'll be good. Yes. I'm so excited we got to finish this. I yes. Just, and now I'm hoping we can. I will find a way to marry them together. Yeah, I'm curious to see who, because you guys were frozen most of the time. We may just like put a picture. We'll still post it to YouTube as far as like, I'll let y'all decide if you want the videos, but it might just be like an image shot or something. Yeah. Or maybe a picture from um, the mom camp or something. Mm-hmm. That, and so people don't get distracted. We had some pretty epic faces in there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind me looking ridiculous, but I don't want to make y'all look ridiculous. So we'll do ridiculous. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. We've kept yeah. you well past your hour and I know you're a busy lady. Well, I thank you so much for having me on. It's been a real, real pleasure. Thank you. All right. So thank good. you. Thank, thank you for putting up with you. my Oh my God. I get it. I get it. I totally know. appreciate it. All right. You have my rest of the day too. Thank you. Right. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts.
You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.